You are listening to the Hub and Spoken Travel Show. And this is your host, Sandra Thomas Commonall. In our last episode, we jumped into Istanbul and learned about the basics of transversing the city and a few of the major sites. In this episode, we will dig a little deeper into Istanbul by heading to the Grand Bazaar for some shopping and some food. Istanbul is a fabulous city. It's almost like San Francisco, but with a European flair and a touch of spice. There is so much history in Istanbul and throughout Turkey. Istanbul was founded as Byzantium in 660 BC and renamed as Constantinople in 330 AD. However, Neolithic artifacts indicate that Istanbul's historic peninsula was settled as far back as the 6th millennium BC. The city grew in size and importance as a prominent stop along the Silk Road. Today, Istanbul is Turkey's largest city with over 15 million people and is the country's economic, cultural, and historic center. One really cool fact is that the city of Istanbul occupies space on both the European and the Asian continents. Istanbul straddles the Bosphorus Strait that connects the Marmara Sea and the Black Sea. While the historic center lies on the European side, it is an easy ferry ride across the Bosphorus to the Asian side. In this episode, we will head to the Grand Bazaar for some shopping and food. Istanbul's Grand Bazaar is high on most tourist itineraries, and for good reason. In this episode, we will head to the Grand Bazaar for some shopping and food. This enormous site is the largest covered market in the world. Originally constructed in the mid-15th century, it is also one of the oldest, and is sometimes referred to as one of the first shopping malls in the world. Whether you love shopping, want to take home some souvenirs, or are interested in marveling at the architecture, this is one place I would recommend at least a quick stop to. The Grand Bazaar is located in the historic center of Istanbul. In close proximity to the Blue Mosque, Hagia Sophia, Topapki Palace, and the Spice Bazaar. Even though they are in close proximity, I wouldn't recommend trying to knock them all off in one day. Remember to pace yourself, work in enough time for relaxing, eating, and people watching. I would recommend starting the day at either Topapki Palace or Hagia Sophia, then stopping for lunch before heading to the Grand Bazaar in the afternoon. There are many restaurants surrounding the Grand Bazaar where you will be able to sample the iconic foods of Turkey. After lunch, you will be refreshed and ready to face the maze of narrow streets that is the Grand Bazaar. Additionally, as you near the end of the day, the shopkeepers are more willing to bargain to get that last sale of the day. The Grand Bazaar has over 60 streets and alleys, 22 entrances, and a whopping 4,000 shops. It is very easy to get lost. In fact, you may choose to get lost and embrace this as part of the authentic experience. Here are just a few tips to help keep your bearings straight. Take a picture of the entrance you came in through. Remember the gate number. Don't be afraid to ask a shopkeeper. Set a pin on your phone GPS, print a map of the Grand Bazaar, or save it on your phone. Lastly, you may choose to not exit the same entrance that you came in by because different gates can lead to other attractions in the historic center. Starting with food. I found that one of the best reasons to visit Turkey and Istanbul is the food. Here's just a sampling of Turkish cuisine. My favorite Turkish food is baklava. Baklava is a layered pastry dessert made of phyllo dough, chopped nuts, and sweetened with syrup or honey.
It was one of the most popular sweet pastries of Ottoman cuisine. Today it is common dessert of Iran, Turkey, and Arab cuisine. Although the history of baklava is not well documented, its current form was probably developed in the imperial kitchens of Topapki Palace in Istanbul. There are many types of baklava and similar style pastries. It could be fun to sample several to choose your favorite. Personally, I love the ones that use a special form of shredded phyllo dough. This is often called kataifi. The doner kebab is one of the essential foods to try in Turkey. This vertical meat rotisserie was invented in the 19th century Ottoman Empire and has inspired similar dishes such as Greek gyros. There are many variations and ways to eat the doner kebab, such as on top of rice pilaf and on top of pide, a really thin flatbread. Pide can be a meal of itself with many restaurants serving it with melted cheese similar to pizza. Manti is a type of dumpling popular in Turkish cuisines. It is typically filled with a spiced meat mixture such as lamb or ground beef. Simit is a traditional circular bread of turkey often made with sesame seeds and is a common breakfast item. You will often find vendors walking down the middle of the highway selling simit and other foods. Halva looks very much like a soft cheese but is very sweet. In fact, the name translates to sweetness. Halva is a traditional Middle Eastern fudge-like confection made with tahini, sugar, spices, and nuts. Turkish Coffee Turkish coffee was inscribed on the representative list of the intangible cultural heritage of humanity in 2013. Turkish coffee indicates the traditional brewing technique of finely ground, freshly roasted Arabic coffee beans with water and sugar in a small pot over a stove to produce the desired foam. The result is a very concentrated, sludgy, and often very bitter coffee. As an avid coffee drinker myself, I think that having at least one Turkish coffee during your stay is a must. Choose a coffee shop that is iconic to round off the experience. There are a few Turkish coffee shops in and around the Grand Bazaar. And now we'll move on to shopping at the Grand Bazaar. A few of the items to look for, jewelry, wood products, tea, spices, knockoff goods, if that's what floats your boat, antiques, carpets, and other textiles, pottery and ceramics, and of course, Turkish Delight. Turkish Delight is a family of sweets based on a gel of starch and sugar. Premium varieties consist largely of chopped dates, pistachios, hazelnuts, or walnuts bound by the gel. Traditional varieties are often flavored with rosewater, mastic, bergamot, orange, or lemon. Newer varieties can come with crushed cookies and other treats. There are many Turkish delight shops to choose from. Sample different flavors before making your final selections. When choosing pottery or ceramics, ask about the traditions of the design and whether it is handmade, hand-painted, or mass-produced. The traditional tea sets and coffee sets are popular souvenirs. And I thoroughly recommend visiting a carpet store. Most stores will have a good spiel and you will learn about the process of making traditional Turkish carpets, the different materials that are used, or the meanings behind the patterns in the carpets. The carpets are magnificent and an art form by themselves. 
Of course, it is impossible to see the entire Grand Bazaar in one afternoon, so take a leisurely pace, chit-chat with the vendors, and bargain for a good deal. There are many shops selling similar products, so don't be afraid to move on if you don't find a good price. Likewise, if you develop a good rapport with the shop owner, keep in mind that the next store will have similar items at similar prices. In the next episode, we will head to Tapapki Palace in Guhani Park to walk in the footsteps of sultans. Thank you for listening to the Hub and Spoken Travel Show. This is your host, Sandra thomas Commonall. If you are enjoying this podcast, give me a shout out, like it, share it, follow it, and review it. Also, if you enjoy my style but want to learn more about marketing, check out my Behavioral Economics and Marketing podcast, available on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Google, Audible, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and wherever podcasts are played. <laughs>